1: Get in the know non-stop Vikings Talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and Scorenorth.com. Purple Daily presented by Surly Brewing Company. Football.
2: All right, Vikings Vent Line. Happy Labor Day weekend to you and yours. We are just a week away or so. Yeah, a week away from Vikings football against the Green Bay Packers. We're, uh, we've been wrapping up these uh, vent line editions. I'm very excited to talk to my guy Ryan and Nick here in just a little bit to talk about some season expectations for the Minnesota Vikings. Training camp is wrapped up. Player cuts for now have been done. Uh, free agency, the draft, all that off-season stuff is finally over with. We're that much closer to the real damn thing to getting the Vikings football, so we're about a week away from that. Can't wait for Kevin O'Connell to welcome the Green Bay Packers at home at U.S. Bank Stadium. It's going to be an absolute blast, of course. This is Vikings Ventline, the off-season edition, our last one. I know, pour one out for the off-season edition of Vikings Ventline because the real dang thing will start here uh, in about seven days or, or so. If you want to get in on the real edition of Vikings Ventline, shoot me an email. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. Mackie, Judd and myself will be ready to rock the moment the Vikings game ends against the Green Bay Packers, probably around hopefully 6:37 p.m. Central on September 11th. It's a 3:30 kickoff, so we'll be ready to rock right here on this YouTube channel. So if you have not done so already, hit the subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Vikings Entertainment. We're really excited to talk to some regular fans we've had on the show before, some new fans. So if this is new to you, welcome. This is Purple Daily where we want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we die and Vikings Ventline is our flagship show. It's one of the most uh, fun times we have all season we've been doing it for the last few years and we're really excited to kick off another season of vikings vent line of course purple daily is sponsored by our friends at surly brewing company enjoy a surly uh, joy a furious enjoy a logic bomb enjoy any of the great products that surly has to offer you're in the twin cities go check out their patio it's a great surly brew hall a shout out to surly brewing for helping power purple daily and vikings vent line and of course dcl Enjoy more of what you love with TCL televisions with the football season around the corner. uh, You may as well go upgrade your TV, right? Go get yourself a TCL TV. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. All right, Vikings Vent Line rolls on here. Let's get our guys Ryan and Nick involved. Boys, what's going on? Welcome to Vikings Vent Line. Thank you, sir. Ryan, Ryan, you've been on before, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, for uh for Write That Down and uh Vikings Vent Line.
2: Okay, nice. So you're a regular Nick, is this the first time for you on Vikings Vent Line?
1: This is the first time I've been a part of the show.
2: Nice man. How long you been uh listening to Purple Daily?
1: Um I've i stumbled across it when I was uh first stationed out in Colorado a long time ago. Um so I've been just following since then.
2: Nice dude. And Ryan, uh you've been a miserable Vikings fan your whole life, just like the rest of us, correct?
0: <sighs> yes. Yes I have. The uh, long, long, long haul.
2: <laughs> I shouldn't say miserable, misery. The misery of being a Vikings fan, yes, right? It's not yes, miserable. Yes. It's just misery that's involved, as they always seem to rip your heart out. Um, yep. Fellas, let's let's talk a little bit. Season expectations for the Vikings. <laughs> I'm curious now that everything is set in stone, right? We have a roster. We've had a draft. We've had trades. We've had signings. We've had new coaches implementing new systems. Um, I'm curious what excites you the most about the 2022 Vikings, Ryan. I'm going to start with you
0: sure um yeah I think you know it's been 12 years 12 years since we've had an offensive-minded head coach uh you know we went from uh Frazier defensive minded into Zimmer and and I'm excited to see this offense cook and see what it can do um the uh the, the you know it's we were pretty spoiled back in the 90s and, and 2000s you know even though all those guys weren't Real great offensive minds after Danny Green, um, but uh, it, we always had something exciting to see on the field every week, uh, all the way up until, what, uh, 2012, was it, 2013? So, it's been a while.
2: Yeah, it's kind of funny, that because usually the pendulum in like the NFL, when a new coach comes in, it always swings from offense to defense, and defense to offense, and from Frazier to Zimmer. It stayed defense for the most part, right? Frazier being a longtime defensive coordinator, still a successful defensive coordinator. And then they still wanted to keep that frame of the ball under Mike Zimmer. And that worked for a little bit, but then it eroded. Times changed in the league, too. Everything's always changing. And now they find do have an offensive mind, a coach. Yeah, and you know, people had some questions about Brad Childress and how he was as a head coach. But the dude definitely knew play calling and definitely knew some scheming and definitely still leaned into all of that. And, of course, Danny Green being the legend that he was, kind of opening up uh, a new era of Vikings football with Randy Moss and Dante, et cetera. So it is nice to see Kevin yeah. O'Connell finally have that, right? We don't got to watch second yeah. down, second long, second, you know, on 10 long runs like what they've been doing all the last few years. Yeah. You'll hopefully get to see this Vikings offense aired out a little bit with yeah. Kirk Cousins under Kevin O'Connell.
0: Yeah. Even, you even forgot Ticey in there too.
2: That's right. I should, I should put some respect on Mike Tyson's <laughs> name. I do remember him too. That's right. Uh, Nick, how about you, man? What are you uh, most excited for, for the 2022 Vikings?
1: Well, the biggest thing is is the re, the revamped offense. Um, there's a lot of op, you know, upside on that uh, that we haven't been able to – even though we haven't been able to see our, our first stringers yet, just, just the energy that the, that offense brings. But more importantly, just the interviews of the players and the coaches. Of It's not a forced interview saying, yeah, we're doing good. It's literally there's a new energy that's a natural energy in that building, from what you can see from just natural courses of interviews with players and coaches. So it's it's a lot different from years past, where a lot of those interviews felt forced.
2: Yeah, there's just an organic feel, right, with Kevin O'Connell and his coaching staff, and it's not the uh, tight knit and tight knit not in a and not in the the good way tight knit where it's where it's really chemistry is flying off 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 the face. It's just more of a tight-knit, like everyone's kind of walking around on eggshells like they were kind of by the end of the Zimmer era, what people were saying. And with O'Connell, who, by the way, I'm sure still is like a hard-nosed football coach, right, when it's football time, kind of a might not be the most fun guy to be around, but just a different vibe, a different voice. You know, if if you've been in any walk of life of any type of your job, right, and you have a, a boss who's very uptight, and then you get someone else who still has to be the boss, but is a different style of how he likes to do his business and conduct his business, makes your work life a lot easier. Um, yeah, I I just think now that we get to see this unfold in week one, that's what I'm just most curious for, right? Like we've been talking about all offseason, they got the offensive-minded coach. How ready is Kevin O'Connell to be that head coach? And there still probably will be some growing pains involved, obviously early on in this season, most likely. But it's probably about the long haul here. It's about us turning a corner into an offensive-minded system that the NFL has been tracking towards for the last few years. And the Vikings just... Feel behind the times, you know, and with the playmakers that they've had, and at the at the fold here, you would like to think that with guys like Jefferson and Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen, KJ now KJ Osborne taking the next step, that this offense should be a top ten offense. And for whatever reason, it just felt very vanilla. It felt like it it wasn't cracking its ceiling that it should over the last few years. And now you have a Kevin O'Connell, a tutelage of of Sean McVay, and I'm excited to watch it happen, man. It's going to be a blast with this offense. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of different options. The reason I ask you guys this question about the rookie class is there's a lot of different options. I think it's always easy when you see your first-round pick that, well, that guy is the first-round pick. He's most likely going to be the one that makes the, the biggest impact on, on the Vikings right away. But Lewis seen that is probably isn't going to be a starter. Now, he was, he's still going to get on the field for sure, but he's not going to be a starter. We, we saw the first depth charts that have come out. He most likely won't be starting Cam Bynum, Harrison Smith. Two very good safeties, two in front of them will get those starts. But there are a lot of different rookies I think that will contribute to this Vikings team. Ed Ingram being really the only starter, but there's plenty of options that can make an impact. So Ryan, I'm curious, which Vikings rookie do you think will end up being, you know, the quote unquote rookie of the year for the Vikings in 2022?
0: Well, I got a name right right here, Vikings rookie of the year award. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got a little envelope. I you know, <laughs> got to open her up, and uh, this is this is what I, this is who I wrote down last night.
2: This is like an Oscar. I love this. I is,
0: yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, look at that! I, I don't know if you guys can see it. Edward Ed Ingram, Ingram. Ingram. There you go. The offensive guard. Um, I tell you that the the offensive line in the last I don't know how many years has been so bad. It's and that's been the one Achilles heel of the whole team. Um, it. It's like I, I don't think there's anywhere to go but up, but I think it's going to go really high. I mean, it, I think Ingram is going to be able to pick up a lot of stuff that Bradbury misses, and um, and I hopefully Bradbury can figure it out. I mean, I don't know how many years he's been, what, four years, three, four years now? It's, uh, it's bad. <laughs> I just I, – I worry that, you know, he gets forklifted and drove back into the lap of uh, – cousins way too much
2: yeah that the offensive line and bradbury if he is going to be who he is which is clearly not a very viable option as a pass protector at least um at the starting center position can you improve the interior around him right it's like redesigning a home we can only focus on one thing at a time here we can't do the bathroom we can't do the kitchen we can't do the master bed we got to figure out one area we can figure out to improve that was right guard the vikings saw Ed ingram there and they were able to take him he won the guard spot over uh, chris reed as well so that's, that's kudos to him, and you'd like to think if he's the only starter and the Vikings have been asking for stability on that offensive line that he can potentially mask some of those issues with Garrett Bradbury, right? I mean, Bradbury, I think, isn't going to necessarily just take this giant step forward unless we're proven absolutely wrong. It was an open competition throughout all the training camp, but if Ed Ingram makes things easier on the line, makes Bradbury's life easier, well, then hopefully then it makes life a lot easier for Kirk Cousins too. So I, I like the pick. Ed Ingram, Rookie of the Year. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, Nick, how about you, man? What uh, Vikings rookie do you think could win rookie of the year this year?
1: So this one, this was a little bit harder for me um, in a good way, though, because our starting offense and our starting defense have a lot more veterans than we do rookies thrown into the fire, which I I do like. I like I like to have the veteran presence. But a go, a go against him is I just don't think Ed Ingram is going to win just because offensive guards just don't get the love they, they need. It's, it's a under, you know, it's the only time you show up on a stat sheet is how many times you forced the pressure or how many times you got sacked on, how many times you're on your back. It's unfortunate because we need that, and we've been longing for that for many, many years in Minnesota. In my eyes, I believe Booth or Lewis Seen. If they make the most of their ability on the field when they get their chances, they'll be able to break into the starting lineup and then win the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, and will it be rookie of the year of the whole league? Uh, or, sorry, it will be defensive player, player of the year. So, um, I just don't think our offense has enough rookies on it to, even if Ty Chandler gets in there, he has two studs ahead of him with Madison and Cook. But our, our rookie of the year will come from our defensive side of the ball with either Booth or Seam.
2: OK, I like that one. Yeah, I, I, it, it's easier too, right? for someone like a safety or a corner to make a big of an impact than a guard like a guard's not a sexy position, right? They're they're going to be out there to try to make things easier for the line itself, where Lewis seen and, and Andrew Booth, fortunately, or maybe unfortunately, have the opportunity to make touchdown plays, to make interceptions, to make highlight reel plays, right? They They can be the ones that do that. Um, I, I think Lewis seen figuring out ways to use him and utilize him in the defense is going to be so interesting under Ed Donatel, right? Cause, cause if Harrison Smith and Cam Bynum are the safeties, that's fine. But are there packages too, where there's three of them on the field, right? Does Lewis seen join those other two safeties on the field? He lined up at slot corner a few times for Georgia last year. He kind of lined up as a strong side linebacker for God's sake. So he's almost like this Swiss army knife that could be deployed in so many different unique ways And there's probably no better option for him than to sit behind someone like Harrison Smith, who was a starter right away when he was a rookie out of Notre Dame, but was someone who can do a little bit of everything, right? Like he can drop in pass coverage and and protect the defense. He has the ability to blitz and get after the quarterback. He hits pretty damn hard. He can force some fumbles. He's gotten interceptions. And it kind of feels like Seen is stepping into the role that Harrison Smith has had for the last 10 years, which is a ring of honor kind of guy, borderline NFL Hall of Famer, but definitely a Vikings ring of honor type of dude. Um, So I love that. Yeah, Ed Ingram is the starter, and that he's probably going to be the one that makes the biggest impact right away because he's actually starting. But Nick, you bring up a good point that Andrew Booth, Lewisine are going to be two guys that have more opportunities to make highlight reel plays, the ones that we're probably going to be watching a little bit more you know, that cornerback room is pretty thin, right? So, like, if it, it, it's definitely on someone like Andrew Booth to take the next step forward because after Cam Dansler and Patrick Peterson, I mean, there's just major question marks there. And, and there could be, you know, some growing pains probably too with Andrew Booth. No rookie corner really steps in. It's just, like, lock, locking it down right away. Um, but I love both those picks. I love uh, I love yeah. Ed Ingram, Andrew Booth. I mean, Caleb Evans looks like he's going to be yeah. a, a great player. Brian Asamoah.
0: That's who I'm looking forward to.
2: He's <laughs> probably going to factor in. Um, I'm curious in your guys' thoughts, too, just on the, on the defense as a whole. So, Ryan, like, they, they obviously retooled everything under Ed Donatel. They're hoping that uh, uh, Daniel Hunter and Darius Smith can get after the quarterback. Do you think that this defense can maybe track towards being a, a more competent defense previously over the last two years?
0: I think pressure-wise, yeah, because, you know, but really the caveat is that they, that the deal and Zadarius have to stay healthy. If, if either of them misses any time, it's going to be really tough to take up that production and um, make them, uh, make them make it, I guess. I mean, make them get the pressure that they need, especially in the three, four defense. Um, It's um, the quarterback's, Can only cover for so long
2: Mm -hmm. it seems like they're putting all their eggs in the basket of those two guys as like hey like it or not the pressure pun intended is on you two to make the most of your opportunities right because like if they're not getting after the quarterback if they're delayed at doing it or they're just not up to par they're missing time which is what happened to them over the last two seasons oh it could be pretty damn rough right like that vikings defense could be bad again uh nick what about you man what do you think about the vikings defense next season?
1: So. I'm on board 100%. I, I do like that we have an additional pass rusher. But in a sense, we have two. Because we we're using Daniil in different ways last time um, with Everson Griffin. You know, we moved him around a little bit. And then I do remember, remember the Saints game. We put them both in the middle instead of the outside. It worked. Uh, Hunter can move anywhere. And Zadarius, he's... He's a freak of nature as well. When you get those two back there and everybody forgets now, we still have Kendrick. He's, in my eyes, one of the best coverage linebackers, sideline to sideline. He, he makes amazing grabs like a cornerback. Um, he, can, he can do some stuff back there if we need him to as far as coverage in the flats. But it's going to be interesting to see those two go full speed at every quarterback. And I'm loving that you know game one's against Green Bay. Um, it's going to set the tone for our defense right away.
2: Yeah, it's kind of nice they're playing like I I love that they get their divisional full right away. I I think some people were like, oh, I like I like the build up towards it. And I kind of get that. But hell, hell no. Let's let's start the season with a with a great uh, with your biggest rival in town and with a great win to set the tone for the rest of the year. Right. And and I, I love that, especially if they can shut up Aaron Rodgers in week one. Vikings fans will be on cloud nine. So I I think it's a great tone to set the season right away with the Packers at U.S. Bank. It's going to be a blast. Vikings vent line will be rolling right after the game here. Judd will be at the stadium. We can't wait for it. Uh, It's going to be an absolute blast. Uh, Boys, do you think the Vikings can win the North? So the Packers are obviously the favorites still. uh, But I do think that gap is closing. You know, with all due respect to any uh, Detroit Lions or Chicago Bear fan that is watching this right now, I don't really think they have any shot in hell of winning this division, Uh, but I do think the Vikings are closing that gap and could potentially surprise and win that NFC North. Ryan, do you think the Vikings can win the NFC North in 2022? Uh,
0: My heart wants to say yes, but my mind says no. Um, You got uh, Aaron Rodgers over there in uh, green Bay country that, uh, yeah, he's lacking wide receivers, but man, he's, he's, he's made quite a few wide receivers in the past. I mean, like a Randall Cobb, you know, you make an argument, De- Devontae Adams, like whoever gets in there is lucky to catch passes from him because they're, he's just that good. And he's got to stay healthy, obviously, too, to for in order for that, for them to overtake us. But like I said, my mind says uh, probably not. Um, and then also you got to think too, we definitely have to figure out that Bradbury situation. Otherwise we're, we're going to be <laughs> we're I, it, it'll be, Everybody, every team across the NFL will key in on that, and, and it's just it's not good. It, it, We've saw it time and time again last year, saw it time and time again in the year before, and it's just not not a good sight to see.
2: Yeah, it kind of feels like people are waiting for the Packers to come down a little bit, right? And you'd like to think that the Vikings could take the next step, but even though with the Rodgers not having the wide receivers he has, Rodgers is still such a damn good quarterback, right? And, and, you, and you kind of mm. got to wait to see if the erosion happens in person before guessing, before the games happen. But there, there are some question marks to your point on this Vikings team still. Is the starting center capable? Do they have enough defensive back help that can bail them out a little bit more? There's still questions on the Vikings for sure. I think also the Packers... Do we have more of a sound defense? You know, their defense is still established. So it'll be curious to see how it plays out through the season. Like we said, hopefully a a win in week one. Uh, Nick, how about you, man? Do you think the Vikings can win the North in
1: 2022? Well, I say it every year, 100%. We have one of the strongest divisions, but we also have one of the most inconsistent divisions outside of the Packers. Um, The Lions are going to do Lions things. Um, They're going to do how they they do it, but they're always miserable um since the nineties. The Bears are even more inconsistent than us. And as long as Justin Fields is their quarterback, I i don't perceive them as a threat. Do we always stop, you know, drop one game to them? Unfortunately yes. Um it's one of those things that is just we do. It's it's a Vikingism. Like for some reason we we drop one game to them just because it's the Bears. But then we go on with the Packers. The Packers have Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the Tom Brady of the North. He he can make any receiver look good, um, even if they're not good. I mean, he he does it time and time again. You have a no-name guy that gets drafted. All of a sudden, he's in you know the Pro Bowl. Like, who is this guy? Where did he come from? Uh, so it's one of those things. But right now, he he has no one. I mean, he has the ghost of Sammy Watkins and the ghost of Randall Cobb. Um, I I don't think that's going to be enough for our defense the way we have re-schemed to be able to keep the North in Green Bay's hands. Do I think it's going to come down to the end of the end of the year? 100%. I think it's going to come down to the last two weeks of the season. Um, it's going to be a tight race. But, again, I, I believe that we win week one and we continue that, that momentum. And then at the end of the year, for some reason, I, I feel like it's going to be those last two games. We beat Green Bay again. We sweep them this year, but then it comes down to the Chicago game. Like, what happens on that game? So it's it's going to be a tough, hard sled in north. I love it. We are the best division, I think, in the NFL. But it's it's going to be a tough one this year.
2: Yeah, it, it probably does come down to the last two weeks uh, of of the season for the for the Vikings or anyone in the north, right? Like, I don't see them just running away with it. The only way that could probably happen is if, like, Aaron Rodgers goes down early in the year and suffers another season-ending injury. Uh, But I do think the Vikings are doing a better job at closing that gap um, and potentially being a team that could win the North. So it's going to be fun to play out, man. I'm, I'm just excited for actual Vikings football to talk about. Uh, for the first time in a long time. And, and now Kevin O'Connell is here and football season's around the corner, I'm a big baseball guy, but I can only do so much baseball right here, okay? Like, give me some, give me some football Sundays. Let me wake up and watch some football. I'm excited that we're even like three days football. away from Thursday night football. Exactly. Here, I'll hit you with it. And then you get this up. There you go. There, there go. it is. Um, ah, let's go. On. We're ready. We're absolutely ready. Boys, before I wrap up here on Vikings event line, um, anyone you want to shout out or any last take you'd love to give? Ryan, I'll go to you.
0: Uh. Family, friends, um, even my Packer friends, I tell you what, they, they put up with me. They put up with me and my Vikings talk all year round. And, it, <laughs> and I'm, I'm super thankful that they actually listen to me because uh, I a lot of times I don't think my, very many people do listen to me. But, you know, they'll, they'll bring things up and they'll remind me that, you know, hey. <laughs> and also, always, has always got to thank my dad because he's the one that got me started on the Vikings. So, and I always appreciate my dad.
2: All right. I love it. family affair, too, and Vikings event line. So appreciate moms and dads that have uh, made us these Vikings fans. Nick, how about you, man? Any last take or anyone you want to shout out before we wrap up?
1: Oh, I mean, I definitely got to shout out to, you know, my son, DJ, still out in Colorado. I'm here in Iowa now stationed. Um, family and friends in Minnesota and Wisconsin. Um, me and my dad, we go pretty hard during uh, the football year. We call all each other before the game, halftime, at the end of the game. We have our own vent line to each other. So, you know, it's definitely the family and friends that, uh, that make the football, you know, football season special. And, you know, thank God hockey ran a little bit longer this year. So I had less sports at the dead end, but definitely families and friends. It's a great time. Appreciate you having me.
2: Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you coming yeah. on Vikings Vent Line. Come Appreciate on during it. the regular season. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of for Clem. This is the last off season one. I've been doing this for like the last six months, talking to Vikings fans kind of all over the country and all over the world too. So we're ready for the real damn thing to happen here in, in just about a week. So can't wait, guys. Uh Ryan, Nick, thank you so much for coming on Vikings Ventline. Appreciate you guys.
1: Appreciate thank it. Thank you, sir. You guys have a great weekend. Cool,
2: guys. Thank you, you too. Cool. Hit Let's the go. subscribe Super button. Bowl. Daily Minnesota Vikings <laughs> Entertainment. This has been Vikings Ventline.